two seconds. We'll press the wrong button. We're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And like I said, it's a, it's a special episode this week. Well, the special episode was Friday, but it's an even special episode it's today. Ex- extra special. <laughs> yes, because we've got uh, team podcasts, Laura, who hasn't been on the podcast since the musical episode. Is that right? Musical. Yeah. And she, and she said she was going to sing for us, but then she, now she's not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. Well, uh, we thought we'd do a, an episode this weekend. I know because we did one on Friday when we had the lovely guest, uh, Holly. Um, but especially with the coming to the end of season four, which we've been waiting a whole month for, which is drove Laura Batty. I've never Absolutely seen it. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't waited as long either because I only watched it last year, you know, with the whole thing. Oh, that's not too bad. Can't wait as long as anyone else. But the countdown, like say, if you've been on the Facebook group, she's done every day counting down to the special day that was Friday. And I do feel a little bit bad because I forced both the, uh, <laughs> the two lovely people in this episode to watch them as soon as possible so we can jump on it and, and get uh, basically <laughs> review it while it, yeah. uh, while the fire is still hot there. So Any actually... arguments from me and Laura, we have literally spent the last month on TikTok just sharing <laughs> fan theory videos. <laughs> it's all Sorry. we've been doing. <laughs> Certainly. But... Um, because we had a little bit of a discussion before we did go live because when we thought we would do uh, the review of Stranger Things we thought should we do the full whack like going through all the full seasons because we've never discussed it before mm. but um, I think if we did that we would probably be on for about four or five hours so yeah. we are just going to talk about what we've just watched over the last uh, month like say with the release of season four uh, in the two-parter with Netflix uh, doing that for the first time because that's the first time they've done it with uh, Stranger Things, like normally it just drops the whole season mm. and you watch it all in like one weekend or one day if you one sound day. like me. <laughs> no, I've done it. <laughs> like the binge watching. Um, but yes, so we had to wait a little bit and I was not disappointed. I know we're going to go into well, going into a little bit more, but yeah. I definitely was not disappointed in the wait. Nah, not at no, all. Not at all. I'm going to, um, I'm just going to get the disclaimer out of the way with because I feel. On this mm-hmm. one, it's going to be important to see it. So mm-hmm. everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. We're not get some music so you can sing along to that as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I think I feel like, I, especially the end part, I feel like I put that into a song. Yeah, but keep an, keep an eye out in on the screen today, guys, as well. There is a little cameo from another Nerdy Up North member. See if anyone can spot, spot her when she does pop up from time to time. And thanks uh, to Gryffindor, whoever gets it first. <laughs> speeds, spot, spots the kinky one there, shall we say. But yes, <laughs> so when did, because I, I know you finished it, was it yesterday, Sam? Yeah, yeah, I watched the first part on Friday and then finished it off last night and <laughs> I was broken <laughs> physically broken still not quite mended yet but I was broken after that definitely like, 
badly. <laughs> and, and Laura, you waited until poor Bobby went to sleep. Uh... Yeah, so we watch it Friday night. We were supposed to watch one on Friday morning and one on Friday night, and then I found out he, will, he was off nursery. So was oh, my to... God. <laughs> Your head would have exploded. <laughs> I, was good. I was like, but I wanted to watch it straight away. So it, it killed us to wait all day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> No, I stupidly, because yeah. I, I was stupidly at work. I wish I took the day off, to be honest. But uh, um, I made the mistake of watching the first forty-five minutes of the first episode during my lunch break, oh. and um, I paused it just as they were on the the bus, all kitted out and like uh, like and like going to like say get, well not kitted out they were going to get like say the. The guns and stuff which we'll go into a bit later yeah. um that's where i stopped it i mean dinner break and honestly i was in the worst mood all the way through the day <laughs> just because of this <laughs> just talking to people okay yep yeah, uh-huh can we just speed this up i just need i need time oh, to go faster <laughs> but then um like I say, as soon as i finished work jumped straight on it watched finished that episode then we had uh, the episode with Holly uh, yeah. and Charlotte, and like I say, poor Charlotte. I've never seen anyone so starstruck. <laughs> it was just but... lovely. It was so lovely. I just want to say, I know my husband doesn't watch this, but I want to say a special shout out to my husband because my God, is that man tolerated so much this weekend? I had him on a schedule on Friday because of <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to go and do four hours of work, and then we're going to go to your mom's, and we're going to come home, and then we're going to watch the boys, and then we're going to watch the first part of Stranger Things, and then I'm going to go and do the podcast, and then to tomorrow we're going to finish work at three o'clock we're going to have a nap we're going to order some food and then we're going to watch the last part of stranger things and you know what we did it all so my husband (laughs) has tolerated a lot over the last two days with me to be fair since we start doing this podcast i'm surprised my my wife hasn't divorced as well this is it's like what was it jake was like oh do you want to do some twitch on saturday and i'm like if i want divorce papers handed to me then no i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say no (laughs) so Let's get the start out of the way. How did you yeah. find it? How did you find the show then? Like I said, this season, because I know, I think I've talked about it in the past, like, um, like I said, especially with you guys, probably not on the podcast. With Stranger Things, it, the, the, the seasons that came before, I love season one. Mm-hmm. Season two wasn't there, but after watching it again, I did appreciate it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it didn't live up to the hype of the first season. Yeah. But third season brought it back, mm-hmm. gave the characters everything I needed. And I think they, they found a formula where they didn't have the gun all together all the time. Mm-hmm. They separate mm-hmm. them and, and they create little, like, say, units and little um, partnerships. Quests. Side mm-hmm. quests, exactly. Yeah. Partnerships as well that you love to see and mm-hmm. a, a rounded out characters more. And I think it worked more. And, like I said, it, it brought, like, the element of danger a little bit more back into it because I think s- season two was a bit... Mm, because you weren't really that like the demi dogs and stuff and <sighs> and dart and stuff, but it had Bob. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. It had Bob, and this is the the greatest part about Stranger Things is how they can bring these characters into it, and you instantly fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've never last wrote last. Yeah, but, but they've, they've, never, they've never wrote a bad new character. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's some shows you watch. I mean, Anthony talked about this last night, where it's like, I just don't give a shit. Like, stop trying to force this mm-hmm. person on us. And I never felt like that with this show ever. Yeah. No, I think that's the the key the key thing you mentioned there. You, none of it feels forced. Nah. Everything fitting quite natural, and you can see why people like win certain roles and and how they played out and 
even some background characters kind of got like the time to shine and, and kind of grew mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, but then they hit us with season four, which to me far exceeded anything that I've seen with Stranger Things. Like mm-hmm. I was a fan, but I have become obsessed now because of season four. Me, me too, <laughs> me too. I've oh, watched... no, I'm not that bad about it. Oh no, no. <laughs> she's only just done a thousand TikToks over the last month. That's all leading up to this. Um, if nobody knew, the owner of the TikTok of Nerdy Up North is Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Because I haven't got a fucking clue how that works. <laughs> Me and Laura have so much. Oh no, you're doing so good. Me and Laura have we just share videos all the time now. Yeah. Um, with the with the series though, we love them. Like leading up to it, like we would be like yes, we, and we've binged every single one of them. Mm-hmm. There's not been, um, but once that's it, once it's done, then it's done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not bothered anymore, and I'm yeah. I'll just wait until the next one comes out, whenever that'll be. Season four has just changed something in us. Yeah. It's like the dynamics changed and influences change as well. Because I know like season one, I'll get it out the way now, guys, was heavily influenced by the Goonies. Um, like, it was. You can't like not I say can't it deny that. Like, it was. Uh, like Goonies, Stand By Me, uh, E.T. Yeah. references, Firestarter. Like all them, like say big 80s references mm. and the beats and tropes and even Alien to a degree, Aliens to a degree. It, was it definitely, absolutely. Huge. We watched a video of the Duffer Brothers break down yeah, all was. of the references. So mm. when it came to season four, me and him couldn't help but go, oh my God, it's referencing that and it's referencing this because you knew fine well, they are massive nerds. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, huge the feeling nerds. of the 80s is just like so deep like mm-hmm. it's just like amazing the feeling with the music and the visuals and everything about everything like that's one thing I wanted to talk about as well because a lot of tv shows has a good soundtrack or a good beat mm-hmm. I've not known a show that has killed it music wise and mm-hmm. brought music to the forefront like Kate Bush is now having a resurgence because of season four of Stranger Things people yeah. are like we had a poll and like we're excited um, to talk about like just like what was Eddie going to be playing in the in the yeah. upside down? Yeah. That was, was like, we were all right away. Sat there the whole time, just going fight. He's going to do the song. He's going to do his song. He's going to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Every time like his guitar was referenced or something, and I was saying, "And it's run to the hills. It's run to the hills. It's going to be. It's it's going to be run to the hills. It's Iron Maiden." And when he broke when he broke that out, I lost my shit. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have an Iron Man cassette. Because he screamed one of the best, best lines in the show was, this is music! <laughs> yeah, because she said Madonna. Was it Madonna Bowie? I can't uh, remember Duran Duran and stuff. Duran Duran and that. And he, it's the way he picks it up and he's going, this is music! <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be Iron Maiden. But when he broke that out, holy shit, did I lose it. <laughs> yeah. But we'll not spoil that yet, because I think... Like, no, that, no, that, we'll, that, we'll, that, we'll, yeah, we'll, we need we'll a whole section for that, for that, dude. That, but yeah... Uh, but wow, like, because I know as like as when we got the first half of the season, the beats were very like eighties horror, like because oh. like like all the other seasons has been like tiptoeing around it, but it was like coming of coming of age type movies, mm-hmm. uh, like family oriented. But this was pure nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, Evil Dead, everything like like even the thing. Like all these different mm. references were so prominent and like out there, 
like I know Laura is terrified of horror movies and she doesn't really like them. <laughs> so this must have been an interesting walk through. Uh... <laughs> yeah, me and Rob, that's why we didn't originally watch Stranger Things because we were like, oh, is it scary? We're not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. And for years, we just didn't go near it. And we just finally went, oh, should we give it a go? And then we've been obsessed with it ever since. But because we don't do horror, there's something about that that I can kind of like tolerate because it's mm-hmm. not all of the time, I guess. And it's like, obviously, everything else, the characters are so likable and things. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I just need to give horror another try. Maybe. I think with t- I think with when with horror movies, you either love or hate them. But with horror TV, especially with this, it's kind of like it builds. It, mm-hmm. it works better. Like um, there was a... A, a trilogy of movies that came out last year. Um, I've forgotten the name of them now. Fear Street. Fear Street, which was pure horror, but because it was three movies, you kind of it, it, it felt almost like a TV show at times. And the tropes and different feeling of of the movies, it kind of it, it didn't feel like a, a quintessential horror movie. It felt yeah. almost like a different but i think that's what stranger things kind of like built on well not built on like built shall we say um and give us like the platform and things and i think shows now should be using this as a template oh 100 percent. like just to say like the child actors on this obviously they're a lot older now but the standard of child actors in this is just phenomenal. Like well, the cast, like if you look at the start, yeah. like, like Winona Ryder getting Winona yeah. Ryder back in in like this type of field, and her even like, Sean, um, Sean my Master, Sean yeah, Sean yeah. but her her journey from season one to what like to the complete fucking badass that she is now as Joyce mm-hmm. as she become, like in the first season she was just like a mother like possessed, mm-hmm. her son that that's all like. I'm not a father. Sam's like we've got cats, but Laura is a mother, <laughs> so she probably's related a lot heavily to what Joyce would have been going through and how she was just determined. But then you've got like Hopper, like, mm. like his journey through it. Like each one of the characters, as we said before, is being put there for a specific reason. And even like the minor characters, like uh, Mike's uh, parents, like Mike's like Mike's mother's journey through, like in the background through all the seasons like i've never known a hairstyles go through as, as much in tv shows <laughs> but uh her, it's, like, it's the 80s man <laughs> good 80s hairstyles are. yeah yeah my yeah. the last one in season four my mum had that for years <laughs> but definitely well uh before we start talking about the show i want to ask so who was your favorite character in in this in this season not not the whole show but in this season. The whole show oh wait it's gotta be eddie munson Right. Oh no, no, sorry. Oh wow, okay. It's like half Eddie, half Steve, because Steve is like my all round like favorite character throughout this whole show. Get ready, guys. This is where the thirsty ladies come out now. <laughs> I just love Steve so much. I love his arc. I love his progression. I love he's gone. I can't say what we used to call him on the first episode, but he's gone from that to just mm-hmm. our hero, Steve. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Steve was yours. What about you, Laura? I know you, you, you're mm. torn now. I am. Um, I think Max has had a really good season. Yeah. Um, really coming to our own. Mm. I wasn't that bothered about Argyle mm-hmm. until I watched the last two episodes and I love them. So <laughs> so, <funny. laughs> um, but, um, probably Eddie as well, just for mm. Eddie's little story and I feel a bit sad for Eddie. 
I, see, I'm, I, I, find, I find it quite amusing because I, like, I don't know anyone who's got a bad word to say about Ellie except from my wife. Who, uh, wow, that shocks us. She's uh, currently in Turkey at the moment, but like, say she's been watching season four because on uh, while she's there, uh, and she said she didn't get the whole anything. She found them really irritating. Mm, <laughs> I'm really shocked at that. Yeah, but uh, probably my favorite character, like I say, was probably a mixture between. Um, like Max, because Max's journey was was tremendous, but I think this season especially, I didn't expect to like him as much because I, I didn't really ha- like like him as much in the previous ones. Lucas, I think Lucas really did have a journey in this episode, yeah. this season, yeah. and because he went from like a, a bland just friend to like 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 argued with like Dustin and and stuff, and Dustin's always going to be the, the cute and adorable one, but he hasn't really changed too much. But Lucas in this season, he really growed. Yeah, and, and it was and lovely. That, oh, sorry, go on. And uh, no, it's fine. The and like I said, the last episode that we got, like mm. him and Max, that connection and what he went through. Wow! Like, see, I, 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 as a actor as well. Yeah, like, his performances were just out, like completely out there, unbelievable. Absolutely. I think he's dead relatable in the sense of like. He's obviously like part of the kind of nerdy geeky group, but he wants to be the cool guy. He wants to be That's... hanging around with the cool guys. Yeah. But then he kind of realizes that you know maybe the cool guys aren't the best people. The nerds That's are the it. Best That's it. It was. It, it was and such a. Like, yeah. yeah, it was such a transitional, like thing for him to go through. Because the the other three, they know who they are. And they're mm-hmm. happy with that. But Lucas, even you can see it from season one, right up until four, he's never quite figured himself out. Like, where do I fit into all this? Like, who really am I? And then when he joins... Family type stuff, do you? Lucas, really, a lot. Erica! <laughs> oh, no, I mean... I mean like, <laughs> like the most badass like, sister like, ever! <laughs> like his parents at all, and... Not in the first se- in the first season mm. you do see it, but um, it, you don't it like to see make... their parents as much, do you? As to like no. what kind of house lived in, apart from Erica, yeah. Erica, she's amazing, but he he's just amazing. he just didn't quite figure it out, and he was he was trying to dip his toe in in different things to like, am I this person? Am I that person? So when he finally realizes that these people who he's attached himself to are dickheads, mm-hmm. um, which I want to get into them by the way, because mm-hmm. that part of the show really hacked me off a little bit mm-hmm. um but I can I, I'll get into it later but no he's um he's realization like I'm a nerd like that's who that's who and I he am even like accepts Erica a lot more like the older he's getting obviously she was just the annoying little sister but now like he's sort of seen the value in her and like where she sort of fits in and he's yeah. like as well that little like, scene where they're, they're sitting there and she's just sassing him like because that's all she does is sass him yeah. like because <laughs> like, even even from season three like, she believed that like there was superheroes and uh russians taking over the world but she could not believe her brother lucas was like saving the world with them and being yeah. part of it. but then <laughs> but, but then when we get in season four and they're sitting down on that field and they're tying the knives to the sticks mm-hmm. and it's just a little poignant moment it's like it's brother and sister and like just but you could tell that, that he realizes that she she gives a shit. He gives a shit. She gives a shit about him. Yeah, she, um, she generally does care. The uh, the scene where he's holding Max at the end and he's screaming for Erica, 
Mm-hmm. completely improvised yeah I was reading that idea yeah well. it was completely yeah. improvised by the actor who they mm-hmm. who who's like for all yes would he have shouted for Erica or would he have just shouted help do you know yeah. what I mean like what's what what where do you where does your brain go in that moment and he wanted his sister yeah no it's just so beautiful well that's the thing I, I've I've looked into as well um the, so many little bits was improvised as well like the dust yeah, and yeah. eddie when eddie said i love you love you that, yeah. that, that, that wasn't meant to be a part of it. I, i'm not ready yet <laughs> you're not ready yet not ready no, for eddie not ready for that yet <laughs> but um yeah like as you said the growth of all the characters the only one that again and it's probably just a little bit of a complaint for me the one that hasn't grown is mike he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Like his purpose is just in the really love a, interest. Is that just not a bad thing though? Like it, that's just who he is. But I, I do know where you're coming from. He's pretty much the same person as he was in the first one to who he is in the fourth. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no yeah. growth there. <laughs> yeah. But yes. So again, and I want to give props to this person as well because even from season one to what she is now the badass of the actual, the whole program, the one person who, like, say, you didn't expect, like, say, to stand out or, but it's been quite a slow one as well, like, quite sedated, but Nancy, how scary is that girl? From, from the From the moment where it says, and, and Hopper says, does anyone know how to use a gun? And she goes, there, and she just cracks it. And you think, oh, shit, this bitch knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that when can we go into the references? Because I am itching to talk about all the references in this. Go for it. Go for it whenever. So the Halloween reference, mm-hmm. where he gets where he gets thrown out of the window, and Anne's turned around and was and went, "Who got thrown out of a window?" And I went, "Michael Myers." And he went, "And what happened to Michael Myers when he wasn't there?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he wasn't there. It's the out. It's that scene, but it's the obviously that's the Michael My- the Halloween reference. But the outfits they were wearing. Mm-hmm. So you had Nancy, who was heavily inspired by Ripley. Yep. Steve, who we can only think was inspired by Bill Paxton and Aliens because of the army wear that he had on. I thought that was more Red Dawn. Me, See, we, just, we couldn't quite figure that one out. It's bloody, what's that face? Um, what's that? Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin's outfit mm-hmm. is the Frog Brothers. Yeah. From Lost Boys. <laughs> the minute we saw that hat, we were like, it's the fucking Frog Brothers. <laughs> I was I lost it when I when I saw that. I thought that was absolutely genius. But Nancy has been giving me Ripley vibes mm-hmm. all the way throughout the season. But my God, does that girl not look well at all? <laughs> she really doesn't look well. <laughs> you fell though. She's lost it. Brilliant. Yeah, but to be fair, Nancy's had a lot of bad things going on, bless her. She's, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I say, she lost her friend Bob in season one. Um, oh, Bob. She got... And then uh, she was forced to go out with Jonathan instead of Steve. Ew. Forced. Yeah. Forced. <laughs> bless her. <laughs> they were the only two... The, apart from, obviously, the Nightmare on Elm Street vibes and all the ones that you mentioned earlier, they were the two poignant references that I could really pick up on last night because everything else... Mm-hmm. Just, I just immersed in it. Like I stopped giving a shit mm-hmm. about the references and just got so immersed in what was going on. But mm-hmm. then too, with only what it was, Robin's outfit that like won it for us. <laughs> <laughs> but Robin, like as I said, because she was great in season three, but it was nice to see like not as confident because she was a very she's, confident person yeah, in season she's three. Changed so much, hasn't yeah. she? 
and mm-hmm. it's like that fear of coming out and being ostracized by like say the smoke the community that like I said, that probably was quite prevalent in the eighties as well, um, especially in like uh, in certain towns or cities in America. If they're small towns and stuff, like everywhere, everyone knows your business and shit. And when like they were in the band uh, scene, and it, it broke my heart a little bit as well because when she was like talking to that last that she's got a crush on, and she nearly let slip that she uh, likes girls, and she had to backtrack and like freak out, but. Um, there's there's so many things they've left open and uh, moving forward into season five. So you, you understand, uh, like the whole chemistry between Nancy and Steve, like was brewing all the way throughout. There's something now, still there. Yeah, because I think they're trying to move away from Jonathan and Nancy because I don't think they work. If that makes sense. No, as well. just, for all they're an actual real life couple, mm-hmm. the chemistry on screen is mm-hmm. not as electric as her and Steve. I think it would be hard to get chemistry with Jonathan. <laughs> oh, bless him. He Sorry. is a very, he's a very, do you know what? If you took him out, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't have made, made, made any difference to the story whatsoever. It was just like stoned the whole time, really, wasn't he? There wasn't much else going on. Him and Argyle in the, in the pizza van. But I think, like, at the end, they the realised that as well. Like, he... Like is realised he's wasting a lot of time and a lot of things, but th- throughout the season, I know in essence, to break it down, we had kind of like three stories all going on at the same time, like the, yeah. what was going on in Hawkins, uh, Elle and uh, like I said, trying to get her powers back, like that first episode when she was getting picked on like by them oh. kids absolutely broke my heart Like, oh, mm-hmm. and especially when like I said, they stood on the dying, dire, what was she say it as? diorama <laughs> oh i know of her dad and yeah but the when she hit her with a roller boot man i was like yeah <laughs> Get her. i've always had a soft spot for l like from the beginning like i just i love her i just, just she's such a vulnerable little character like vulnerable but also badass um yeah, but obviously as well pretty vulnerable um you, you could do a drinking game though with l on this series how many times she cries because yeah. she cries a lot and I understand that she's a very emotional like obviously whatever she can whatever she can do is is an emotional thing but my god that girl cries a lot no definitely and then we've got the the other story like with uh Hopper and like say the great escape in Russia um <laughs> I didn't I'll be honest I didn't think that would go on as long as through the season as it, it went did on so long and you know what? by the it, end I was a little bit like hold on uh, open yeah just get on with it <laughs> get <yeah>. out <laughs> but Hopper and Joyce. Yeah. It was it, it was lovely. And that outfit that they had on at the end with the whole Hogan <laughs> t-shirt and the court, you know that that is going to be a thing at a Comic-Con convention at some point. It's actually Pop Finals. They've got the court and the Hulk Hogan t-shirts on the Pop Finals as well. So cool. It did drag, though. I love the fact that we had... um, oh, What's his name from? Game Sorry. of Thrones. Oh, no. Sorry. The other guy. Oh, um, oh he is just... Yeah. Well, he's he's, oh, he is an absolute standout. Ever since Brilliant. he came in this series, he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But we had Jack and Agar, that's it. What's his famous line to Jonathan and Nancy? Um, uh, how did how you enjoy the pull-out? Pull how was the pull-out last night? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sorry, go on. No, but like, as you said, Murray just had like the best lines and like say the best... Like, he must, it must have been so much fun working with him the way he's gone on. What was he like? My my hands are like knives or my feet. Like, <laughs> uh, when he was talking about his, his karate and stuff. But 
just that moment in the last episode where you see him with a flame throw going absolutely apeshit and like how happy his face was to be like fighting this demigorgon with the, <laughs> like say Mary going full like batshit crazy. Um, the dynamic of him and Joyce is really good because Joyce for the most part quite like straight laced and like she's not as but he's just so wacky. Like she was just like, what on earth am I doing with this guy? Like what? But she thought that the fully the trust she put in him though. Like mm-hmm. she put her whole life in his hands. And yeah. I think he did the same with her as well. And that was probably the funnest part about the Russia bit was them two. <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, Do you know what? I didn't care if he doesn't get out of here. Mind it had taken far too long. Um <laughs> and to be honest, I could have really cut that down. Like that went on that mm-hmm. that's it they didn't really do anything to help the situation. <laughs> yeah. But but even then, like the references, um, because I know when they said they were going to help L and then so that they fight the demigorgons and that, that was the, like if they hurt them, they hurt like say the like the vector or like the vault. Like, they were calling it the mist one, the like the part yeah, like the the mist because the they don't know we they don't know and mm. we didn't at the time know what the mm. upside down was about. Yeah. But that it's nice now we've got a bit of clarity regarding that, like say what like what happened. But at the end of season like the first part, so we got the the re- revelation about Vector, like where he come from, how how he was in the upside down. And then that like I say, that was a a pretty there was elements I kind of guessed, but I did not guess that he was gonna be the little kid from the house. That was the no, only thing no. I didn't yeah. quite see. Yeah, no, Henry. I I didn't get that. I didn't get that he was Henry. Um, I under. I don't know. What, I don't want to go into. I don't know if you want to go into this part yet with the fact that he, you know, he is yeah, the but, reason you've got the upside down. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll go into that. That's yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Go on. Then, oh, sorry. <laughs> no. No. It's fine. I'm getting no, too excited are. now. <laughs> yes. yes uh, with uh, like I said, end of part one where he. Gives the visions to Nancy. I know we've been through, we had the cameo with Robert England, and I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed. I thought he would have played a more bigger part throughout I when I heard. Was, I thought it was lovely to give him, especially with the theme of that series, where there'd been a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street, for him just to even be there in a very Silence of the Lambs way, might I add. Yes. Um, That's what said when they were walking down, it was very silent. I see, I see if someone doesn't jizz on her face, we're not. This is not <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> smell you Clarice <laughs> but yeah um, I, I thought I thought it was it was nicely fitted like it was mm. it was just per, it was perfect timing it probably didn't need to be any more like the character yeah. that he was he didn't need mm. any more he wasn't mm. the, the focus it wasn't it was yeah. his son but I thought like say with Vector being his son I think that I thought because when they were going around doing all the killings and getting it like the four, because like I said, when they turned out we needed four killings to open up hell yeah. or upside down, I thought he might have been one of the four because he, I thought his son would have wanted to get revenge with him being like one of the ones that got away from him because with him mm-hmm. killing his uh, sister or, or did he kill his sister? That was never. That's explained. another theory that's um, being thrown around at the moment that his sister is very much alive, living mm-hmm. in Hawkins and has three children. Right. And Mike's mum. That's the right. biggest. That's the theory that's been chucked around at the moment. Oh, right. Yeah, because she looks similar to the mum. Yeah, like, she dresses the same as the mother does. Mm. Right. Okay. 
I like that one. Yeah. Like, so we're we'll going so to the theories, obviously, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we can we can discuss the theories because that will then lead in nicely to the end part of what you know the the end of where we see this going. But mm-hmm. the the fact that Vecna is the reason for the upside down and that he created the mind flayer as well mm-hmm. and the fact that him and will draw exactly the same mm-hmm. just I, my jaw just dropped how mm-hmm. creepy is he when he's in the rainbow room and his voice and everything the way he talks like yeah even without his vecna voice his mm-hmm. voice is just that voice mm-hmm. and is that creepy. is all like of number him. one yeah, that is oh, all yeah. him. That that one actor. Because I didn't think that voice was would have been him. You know, the Vecna voice. I thought only oh, until today I've noticed on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Using your bloody TikTok. I don't TikTok. think I sent you that one. <laughs> no, no, it came up. So you must have watched it because it came up on my algorithm. <laughs> only thing as well um, with the room, it was quite interesting to see like how Elle kind of developed like say been standing out with the others and how she was picked on and stuff the rainbow room was quite but does that because that's a bit of conflict and information with uh season two because mm-hmm. wasn't it uh six a sister that got out so she wasn't referenced or anything so how are they going to explain that if the she's still out- i think the reconned it i think they got rid of that part because it didn't work so they kind of just went the breezed over it that right. part was a very disappointing part of that series and mm. i think the the kind of retconned the whole thing and was like we'll just we'll just ignore that that didn't happen because <laughs> it, it could be because i know like say they do a lot of callbacks and stuff but like now this is out there in season two and like hawkins is opened up to the upside down it might be a, a point to bring her back if there are other people to try and fight because i don't think like say when the final season that L is going to be able to fight this by herself and she is going to need like others, uh, shall we say. But uh, I was sad that, like I say, with the theory about uh, Eddie being uh, one of the, what's what they saying he was supposed to be going to be number 10 or something that everyone was saying? Uh, no, but the, the new theory now is because people have been reading about the character from D&D, the Vecna character, and he has a right-hand man who betrays him in the end and that was that's his downfall because Eddie, there's no reference to Eddie leaving the Upside Down. Mm -hmm. They believe that Eddie is very much alive, becoming Vecna's right-hand man and doing the ultimate betrayal at the end. Mm. That's that's another one that's come out today. Yeah, I I think after the the send-off he got, I don't think they'll dare bring him back like that way. But my theory, and this is again big spoilers here we should have done a spoiler warning earlier sorry guys. oh if you did not know at the <laughs> beginning of this then more fool you <laughs> um my theory is and i've been shouting this since um like i said since the third season as well i think will is going to be the big bad because mm. this is this is why so he was out um try and try and go with the journey here i'm gonna so, I'm, we're strapped in let's go so on season one when will is abducted mm-hmm. we don't see what takes him it's it's hinted that's a demigorgon, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, we don't see demigorgons till later on. Mm-hmm. So, my theory is Will gets abducted into the Upside Down, meets Vectra, and because Will all the way throughout all the seasons has just wanted to play D and G with his friends and want to do that all of, like for the rest of the, his life. And that's mm-hmm. all he wants to do. So, what are the characters that are chosen? to the come against 
D&G characters. So the Demi-Gorgon that they just used, the mm-hmm. Mind Flare in, se- um, in Season 2 and the Demi-Dogs. Vectra in, uh, in Season 4. Um, and, and let's say the Mind Flare in Season 3 again, sorry, with the, the yeah. meat, meat zombie things. So all these ideas and preferences, I don't think they'll be coming from Vectra. I think they'll be coming from Will. Because I think because like, Will gets <gasps> hints and 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 like tells him when things are happening, so I think Will is playing the game, but in real life, so he's getting his friends to play D and G, but for real life stakes, and he's using Vector's powers to do that. I love it. I actually, I absolutely love it. But taking the Eddie Munson theory and putting it into will will is his right hand man because mm-hmm. yeah. vecna has been there since day one when yeah. you go back through the even if you go back over the seasons of stranger things there are references to him mm-hmm. in there it's starting the with the clocks uh-huh, time, yeah. the four mm-hmm. chimes and everything it's been there since the start so he's not a person or a character who's like right this is who we use in this season he has been there from the start mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. I That's... love that, and uh, yeah, Will being his right hand man and playing it on the outside in real life, he was the one who told Mike, "You are the heart." Yeah, <gasps> he's giving them hints to play the game because he wants to win. So he wants them to win. That's also, the also that picture was them all like sort of playing the game, wasn't it? Yeah. Like playing like like and, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and Joyce said at the beginning. When she goes to see Hopper about his being missing, she went, he's not like any other boy. He's incredibly sensitive. It's exactly what Robert England said about Vecna, about Henry. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not like any other boy. He's incredibly sensitive. Sure. Them two are connected and have been since day one. Yeah. Ah! That, that's, that's how, in my theory, in my head, that's why I would play that. That's why I've always said Will, because everyone keeps on saying Will doesn't really do anything. He's playing oh, he's the long. He's playing the also, long. Game, like it would make sense to come back round to Will because, like, to have Start another season after mm-hmm. that season has to be something like, like that. Because, like, how can you go on? To, like, you know what I mean? Like that season mm-hmm. was so big. That needs to be something bigger. Because <laughs> there's not um, many twists that can do no. that. That, uh, that would make sense if that makes sense. Because like, they can do twists like. Pull about the asses and say, "Oh, this is going to be," and we'll believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, oh but, yeah. But to make like the full circle to finish the story as as they're going to tell us that it is, that might be. And then, as, as you said, they've had Will's arc this season, which was beautifully done with him and Jonathan. Uh, when Jonathan realizes, um, I know they're not going to go out and come out and see it. But Will is more likely gay, mm-hmm. um, and that he that it's him that loves Mike as well, and that whole like. Like say the way they did that was absolutely pitch perfect and beautifully done, and mm-hmm. the way Jonathan like, kind of just reassures uh, Will that it, he's okay and he accepts him and he loves him, mm-hmm. that that was just magical. But as with that feelings as well, if Will's already felt like that kind of outsider and not wanting mm-hmm. the real world in, I think that that's how it could lead up to, and that's how it would work in my head. If I was a, mm-hmm. like say, if I was a million dollar writer for these films and stuff, that that's how I would end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they've, they've said, they've said they're not going to focus on world sexuality. Are they? It's no. not about that, but it's, it, they've done it in a way where it doesn't have to be the biggest, pro- biggest deal in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's just I been so like natural. Do you know, like, 
I know it's a totally different era and a totally different thing. But you know, like Shit's Creek, how it's just in the story. Yeah, so it's, it's just there. Thing. And it's not like a big deal made out of it. And obviously with Stranger Things, it works for the for the era because he probably would have been scared to come out and say that because of the way uh, people were threat and people, do you know what I mean? So it yeah. makes sense to the era. Bible about Bible about America is still scary today, well, so never mind. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then that 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 goes lovely into the bloody high school kids who, mm-hmm. oh my god, oh the whole like um, satanic sort of thing where they well, the satanic panic. Yeah. It was rife in the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. in America, so it 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 is really fitting for that to be there. But it was so pointless. In unnecessary they put them in places that they didn't need to be in the end part with the fight scene was lovely it was great but then he just died yeah huh. it was pointless it was meaningless the, the, that death was just huh. i think it was the type of person and the reaction he gained that was a fitting death for him i didn't want them anymore i didn't see your mind i just went get in yeah get off because like mm-hmm. the amount of trouble and like distress he had caused because mm-hmm. he wouldn't see re- well to be fair it's hard to see reason if if like say someone that you love's just pa- passed away it, like, say, it can drive you to madness but to the degree he went out to villainize, villainize and yeah and, as he said the satanic panic was right in the 80s especially mm-hmm. like say in america like people like who played dungeon dragons did get like picked on and 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 yeah. abused it's, in a good exam- it's a good example of like People maybe is not understanding, like, because they're like, you know, the typical sort of popular kids not understanding the nerds kind well, of thing. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm probably going to backtrack a little bit here because I've just remembered that Eddie Munson is actually based off Damien Eccles. Mm-hmm. And Damien Eccles was an 18 year old goth kid who was done for triple homicide and put on death row for a crime he never committed. And it was because of people like the jocks is mm-hmm. the reason he was put in that position in the first place. So I'm probably going to backtrack a little bit on that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little bit torn because I was a little bit bored of it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I want to see something more, else. It kind of added to the end bit where you were like, oh, what's going to happen with Lucas? But I mean, yeah. it took forever to, he was obviously extremely weak little boy. Mm-hmm. That when he got up and fought back, yeah. that was very special. Yeah. And Erica getting that kid in the face was just amazing. <laughs> That's the thing because Lucas wasn't fighting for himself anymore. He was he saw like Max start to float, and then he was fighting for her. Then and mm-hmm. again, like say going back to like say the first part in season, uh, like say the the season four of part one where she's at the graveside. One of the most iconic scenes, and like say. So I think there's like with Stranger Things season four, there's two absolutely huge scenes mm-hmm. that will live and be in cinema. Uh, well, not well, that, yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah, not just cinema, his, yeah. cinema history. Um, the first one, like, see that graveyard scene when Max is getting taken over by Vector, and you see it picking up and floating off, and then you're seeing the panic between Dustin and Lucas going through tapes, and like when saying it's got to be music when uh, Nancy and Robin t- tell them about it. And they put the tape on and you hear Kate Bush kick in and you see just Max running through the underworld, everything falling mm-hmm. down and trying to take her out. Absolutely breathtaking. And like the callback in that episode, uh, part two, is when 
she's floating again, but she doesn't have mm. that same thing. You hear the snaps because that really shocked me because I thought, like I say, Max is a mainstay. The give her like because they, they normally don't pick on characters too much. Like if people go through strife, you always want to like cheer and like see them come out on top because like even from when she, the introduction she had to deal with the, the knobhead that was Billy um, that, and then like I say the relationship with Elle how she was trying to teach Elle to, to be a, 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 like a, a proper girl not just mm-hmm. to rely on, on on Mike and then on this season she was a broken person because she had to see Billy die during his redemption and mm-hmm. then like I say going through what she has gone through like a, a parent splitting up like living in a trailer park like this lass had been through the like the storm and basically you thought oh there's going to be coming out but the foreshadowing fuck i i hate them sure for doing things like this as soon as her and lucas were like sitting there saying go at the movies on friday i was like mm-hmm. oh bye yeah, bye not. max no <laughs> they're gonna yeah, absolutely not um you don't i didn't realize until i watched a, a callback to like a like a montage sorry of l and max's relationship and you just don't realize what max give to l yeah because she didn't like, have like a girl like a no, friend like that at all. she like, made her she made her feel normal mm-hmm. she did normal things with that she it, it, like she normalized her life like yes you are incredibly special but you can also you know mm-hmm. be like just as normal as everybody else and you just yeah. don't realize that so when the end scene when l comes to see her and she's not it was when she's not there when she went into yeah. her mind and she's not there did you, hear, did, the, did you notice the music um when the thing happened with l towards the end sorry not l um max um and the music was the moby music right. it's um it's called when it's cold i'd like to die that's what it's called and the music was played in series one mm. when Will, when they're trying to resuscitate Will at the end, Joyce and Hopper, mm-hmm. they're trying to resuscitate him. He's upside down. And it was played when it shows you the flashback of Hopper mm-hmm. losing his daughter. Right. It's the same music. So I read that somewhere today and I actually watched a little bit of clip of that episode just to double check. But yes, mm-hmm. the same piece of music, which was really unusual because it's like out of the 90s, that piece of music, but it still yeah. kind of fits. Um, but it's a movie piece of music. Ah, it's, it's it was played in the first season as well, but it's like really um, poignant. So when she's starting to go, that music yeah. starts burning. Yeah, oh. and then we had the Tony Stark moment. I'm not, I don't want to go. I'm not ready. Like the whole Tony <laughs> Stark and, and Spider Man. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Um, but yeah, when she's when she's not there and it's an empty vessel. So mm. do you think that that's him taking her memory? I think I think the the main point of season five is getting her back there. Yeah, and because she's gonna the, the only way. The upside down's gonna close is Max fully coming back. Yeah, Max isn't gone. I think like no. if 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 there were it it just seems like a bit of a an odd choice to have her still been there at the end in the hospital. Yeah, and then oh, just her. Her on the she's the, well, she's the key. She's technically the key master because the <laughs> only way that she the only reason it opened for us because she died for a minute. So yeah. it gives it a chance for it to open, but because she'll like use her as like a kind of uh-huh. thing like they did with Billy mm. oh. mm. the um the scene though between Max and Billy when she's you know when she's in the mind mm. thing and he's mm. in her head 
that was filmed when he was in Australia. He couldn't yeah, get it was, over. It, they, that's how good of a, a scene that was, is to know that they're not actually talking to each other. Wow. It is absolutely brilliant. He was in Australia and he couldn't get over because of COVID. So they had to do it with in her in a green screen and him in another, and it, that the mission together. And we're talking about that scene as well. We can talk about it now. Yeah. With the background music kicking in when they actually re- revealed the choice of song that the most metal uh, concert ever to play. Like if you if you're in hell and you've got yourself, like I say, amp, you've got yourself a good electric guitar and you can play it. Master of fucking puppets. Well, like it, it, it fits because he is technically pulling the strings. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad that he got that moment. And you know how everyone was like. That's what's going to happen. That's when he's like, something's going to happen to Eddie. I'm glad it didn't happen. To him. I'm glad it didn't happen to him then. then. I'm glad he got that moment. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about Eddie now. Let's do a whole mm-hmm. section on Eddie because mm-hmm. I feel like he needs a whole section dedicated to himself because what a character to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I generally think the Duffer brothers will be very upset with themselves that they actually killed him off and haven't kept him on because I don't think they realise what kind of reaction they would have going to get for people from him. I- True, but I think because if if we brought him in season one, he wouldn't have died season one. But with it being oh, season, no, one. With no, it no being, just leaving him until the end now. Yeah, but with season, I think four, he went in a really good way though. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds really sick and awful. No, no, but I think uh, he, like it was a good, uh, good way, well, way. My sister's kind of um, poisoned my mind with his death, so we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, but as I was trying to say, with Eddie in his moment type thing, I think it was the perfect time for him to go in this season because it didn't make sense to kill off Steve. It didn't make sense mm-hmm. to kill off Robin. It, like say the people that like people would say in, it didn't make sense where Eddie was brought in and like say blew us all away. As soon as like, you've seen him like in that school cafeteria and how he's like was going on, you were like, yes, you could see people following me. He, he had a very Charlie Manson type of vibe to him, shall we say. And then... <laughs> And then when you saw him playing D&G and you could not help but fall in love. And as soon as he, he met Erica and he like tried to give Erica some sass and Erica took, just blew him away and he accepted. You, you knew he was a bit of a, like, not, I know it sounds weird. Had, had something about him that he would just say, all right, yeah. this girl's, like, say, not not just, like, say, a phony. She's yeah, she's one of on us. Yeah, she's on our level. She's on our level. That's, that's yeah. started off as well, really, like, Mm-hmm. Look at me, and he was doing like weird, like gestures and all that kind of thing. But then, obviously, towards the end, that was when he's like sensitive, oh, just not, really no, loving no. kind of thing came out. You, you got you got that before that on that, on the, on that as soon as him and Christy, yeah, that was magic. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely just fantastically they, hatred. They shot Christy's death scene before they did that scene. Right, and the Duffer brothers were furious with themselves because the, the chemistry, chemistry between them yeah. two was electric that they wanted to explore it more. Mm-hmm. They were so angry. <laughs> no, but then you wouldn't have got them angry kids going after him. So I guess no, but I think it was quite beautiful and poignant as well because it's like it always will leave the question like what if or what, what mm. could we have gotten, and it leaves a little bit like say it gives us a bit of the Michael Myers type of thing like you don't really know what's going to happen but it's nice to imagine and that yeah. element that that's the thing but she was a lovely little character as well like a little like thing that you kind of didn't get much from but like you got a lot from what she was mm-hmm. put, put, putting out you can tell she was incredibly um 
like distressed and she, her home life wasn't probably the best but she saw a little bit of normality and um she's probably been put on this pedestal by everyone else but eddie didn't treat her that way eddie treated her like a normal person you could see mm-hmm. and and he as i said he definitely had a manson type of vibe because i would have followed him like say anywhere like you could say i would have been like i know i've started a cult but i would have been part of eddie Munson. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like uh, i know a lot of people say young uh Robert Downey Jr. vibe from him as well. Very much. Them eyes. It's the mm-hmm. eyes. He looks so much like a young Downey Jr. in um oh, what is it? Sixteen candles and St. Elmo's fire and yeah. stuff. Uh, weird science. Yeah, it's just it's that look. But and then someone was saying he looked like Heath Ledger, and I was like, well, it's just the hair. Yeah. Like it, 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 that was just the hair, but the face just looked like Downey Jr. But yeah. And then you got the say the concert and I did, did you know he actually could play? He shocked the actual everyone because he actually got the guitar out and he started playing Master of Puppets in front of them because they were just going to do an overlay and he actually did it. Um, because like I, I, I don't know, like I, we'll never know until like someone comes out and said if he actually played them there. Because but Dustin's reaction and facial expressions was that like of a live performance? And like say mm. when you when you saw the beats and everything, I, I know like say they are great actors and stuff, but it's hard to experience fake. like that fake that real yeah. joy and say that entertainment because when he's just sitting there because he idolized eddie like that because dustin has the best friendships in this in the, in the whole show like his relationship with steve like just stole mm. the show his relationship with Ooh. erica and like say robin like say when they went off and like fought the uh, the russians themselves was unbelievable like see even mm. like say he's banter with lucas when they're always arguing but I've never seen anyone idolize anyone like that for a long time. And the way he looked up to Eddie, he was like, Eddie was his God. But he was like an older geek version of him, whereas like, obviously Steve's like a different kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Steve's not totally a nerd, is he? Steve's sort of like, yeah, Steve's his brother. Nerd, but he's not a total nerd. <laughs> yeah, Steve's his brother. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie makes him realize that it didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter your age. You can mm-hmm. still, you can still be himself. Yeah, uh, but his, I, his I think inst- seeing Dustin's reaction was probably what broke my heart. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dustin's just, speech. Yeah, like all the aspects, like from like Eddie's telling Dustin, like when they were play fighting in the field, saying <gasps> "Don't ever change." That's yeah. when you knew Eddie was going to die. That, that's that, when you. That's when yeah. you knew Eddie was going to die. Unfortunately, yeah. mm-hmm. it was that moment. It, that's what that part made us cry in the first in the first bit of it. And Will getting upset as well. That really that that struck a chord with us. Um, but yeah, their relationship was brilliant. His they kept and Steve's will be as well because obviously every single person who's seen the image of Eddie with the guitar said, "Right, that's how he's going. He's mm-hmm. going now and then because he's going to be surrounded by the bar." But obviously they got back and they were about to escape, and then that's obviously when he was like, "No, decided to go so back." I I thought I thought his death was meaningful mm-hmm. in a respect that he he bided them some time my yeah. sister saw it in a completely different way my right. sister said his death meant absolutely nothing because he actually didn't bide anyone any time because then bats fell not long after and also they were already strung up by mm-hmm. the time he got there and she was like it kind of it if he but if he majorly sacrificed himself for somebody for, for somebody like as in Dustin was in trouble mm-hmm. I was, I'm gonna put myself in that position 
then that mm. would have been a more justified death right. than him going um, off to fight some bats. No, I, um, I don't see it that way. That was what my sister pointed out. So just to turn that round a little bit as well, I don't think Eddie's death had anything to do with anyone else but Eddie. But Eddie, Cause, yeah. Because mm. Eddie, because he said all the way through, like I say, running away. Like, running away. That was the I'm whole thing. And I'm yeah. saying I'm no hero. He wasn't trying to be a hero. That was the thing. He just was so sick of running and so mm. being and also, scared. And realistically, and- if he went back, he would have to just be keep running because everyone's after him. Everyone still thinks he's the bad guy. So if he went back, yeah, I don't, I can't say, I don't say it that way, like where he was. That's, how, that's how she saw it. I am, um, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, that's not how I see it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. He he wasn't, he, it was the case of he didn't want to run anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably did want to be a hero in a way because mm-hmm. that's what his character, that like, he wanted to do justice to his character through doing it because he really, he held his D&D games very close to his heart. They were his life. Mm-hmm. Um, his death scene will stay with me for a very long time. Definitely. Incredibly long time. No, I agree. And like I say, that scene with Dustin and his uncle, like oh, um, when, when, he, when he's changing the sign down, because no one, it's it's always like the same with these type of action or adventure movies that are so outlandish that you can't tell people because no one will believe you or they'll lock you up, they'll say you're insane if you do mm-hmm. it in real life. But the fact that Dustin got to explain it in a way so that his uncle could realise that Eddie wasn't, like, say, a chicken. It wasn't, like, yeah. say, trying to hide. He, he he died because he wanted, like, people to be safe. And he wanted, like, say, he wasn't afraid anymore. Yeah. And it, it was the fact he turned around and said, I wish they knew him like I knew him. Yeah. And they I, would I, love him. They, and they, would, they, would, they love would love him. him. And I broke my heart. That I read is... something and someone had said that... Um, that Will never got to meet Eddie, and Will would have loved like the Hellfire Club and like Eddie and stuff. But I was like, have. oh my god! <laughs> I generally don't think he would have because then you that's know. no, because he's very much grounded to his friend core group, mm. and then that's taken away from his core group. I don't mm-hmm. know if he would have liked that. That's why mm-hmm. he killed. That's why Will had him killed. Yeah, it was Will who did it all along. <laughs> he set the bats on Will him. Is the hard. The only thing I'd say about Will, because I, I'm not a big fan of Will, but. I did enjoy his moments with Jonathan, and I do think that was really beautiful the way that the way that mm-hmm. they portrayed them sort of moments, where yeah. Jonathan could see in the car that Will was upset, and then that's why he sort of had the conversation with him mm-hmm. um, for that along. No, yeah, it was like I said, a lot of be- beautiful moments like going through, like um, Will, uh, not Will, uh, Mike finally telling Elle the reason why he can't say "I love you" and like stuff because it was more fear of. Uh, letting it, letting that feeling out there to be mm-hmm. become vulnerable and be hurt and be left behind because as as I said at the start, Will, I mean, Mike isn't anything special. Like, say, everyone else brings something to the group. I know that Will said he's, he's a heart, but that's just because he fancy them. But um, other than being like the, the love candy for uh, for L, <laughs> it doesn't really have much of a role in the in the team mm-hmm. anymore. Just like Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yep. I do like. Maybe, I do like the. I kids. think Argyle's a bit of a um a villain because he likes pineapple on pizza. So oh, <laughs> Argyle's just a throwback to Cheech and Chong. That's I, I think. I'm pretty, <laughs> but he had beautiful hair. I enjoyed him actually oh, in that last. He? 
two episodes. I enjoyed them, and I, I didn't did, think I was going to. I did. I did more than what I did in the first one. Yeah, I did um, as well. He came out a little bit more as a mm-hmm. character, I think. I I really enjoyed Elle's um, transition from no powers to finding out how actually strong she is. Mm-hmm. And because Elle's always been governed by anger. Mm-hmm. The her powers come from being angry, always have done from this from the very start, right up until this series. She has only ever done something out of anger, and she showed that when she went for Angela, because that's mm-hmm. what that's her go-to, is that's how our powers work. To see her finally use love mm-hmm. as a way to channel our powers was so beautifully done. And when she came out and lifted that tank up and just seamlessly put it down for anyone they not really paying attention would be like well okay Mm. that's but that meant so much because she was she was for the first time in control Mm -hmm. no yeah i I think elle's journey has been a slow one because they didn't i think they probably did they tried to give her more when the uh They'd had to go off and meet a sister and a mother and type mm. thing, and it didn't quite work. So they had to rein her back in. So I think they've been looking for ways to try and expand on Elle um, and like move her forward. I wasn't a big fan of shaving her head again as well. I, I didn't see like why that was such a prevalent mm. part it, of it. It helps that channel. It's the same with the water tank. It's more. It's less there. Mm-hmm. less to fuss with less to be to surround a head it's to make a head more clearer right because it did it with them all i, I don't yeah. know but poor bit millie bobby brown did shave her hair off on the first series for that she didn't on this one they would have had to pay some big bucks to do that this yeah. time because like, say she's she's getting some work now like say she's uh, playing uh the young Sherlock what the, eleanor the holmes yeah, yeah she's got she's, the second film she's doing so she'll definitely not want that off no. She's fantastic. She really is. Like it's just how she emotes, like with her eyes more than anything else. Because, yeah. like I say, she tells more stories than her eyes than most actors and actresses can. Like I say, with saying a full sentence or a full word. But um, it's like I, say, I know there's probably a lot of things like that's been left to open from this. That's going to be probably tied, hopefully tied up in season five. Like the whole relationship arc with Nancy, Steve, and like Jonathan. Um, I do think we're going to see a lot more deaths because. I think the Duffel brothers have realised now when they hinted at like there was going to be deaths and uh, leading up to this one, the kind of internet broke. So I think they'll probably lead on there. So we'll probably see a few of the protagonists go. I I, I can't see in Hopper making it out of season five. I, I think his story's been told now. But I did say something on the internet the other day for, for him, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Um, his wristband, the blue wristband. Uh- yeah, um, was it his little girls hairband? Hair so, so, so yeah. when you so when you watch back in the first season, she's got a blue hairband, and when she finds out that she's not well, he's got the blue wristband for her, and he's wore it. And every does Elna wear that? Sorry, does Elna wear that? I don't does know. Elle wears a blue band round her hand. I'm not sure if it's that. Possibly because he, I don't think he had it when he was in Russia, so. That might have been linked, but I thought that was. He might have took it. He might have took it off when he put his uniform on. Me and Anne just said that the only reason they kept him in Russia is so long was to explain his uh, weight loss. Bless him. Oh, he's phenomenal, though, isn't he? Like Mm -hmm. his character is just badass, just Mm -hmm. badass. Mm. Yes. So again, with a lot of different elements that went in, I know um, with 
as you said, the callbacks to Halloween and stuff was good mm. ones. But anyone catch the ones in Russia? The sword was supposed to be the sword from Conan the Barbarian. Where did that come from? We 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 were like, "Fuck that sword come from?" Don't know. Like, say it was a it Russian just army. <laughs> so Russian army. They've probably got loads of different types of weapons, but it was supposed to be the sword used in Conan the Barbarian. Ah, uh, right. I was just more confused as to how a sword got there. I was like, that wasn't there before. <laughs> Oh, when she when she's seeing the flashback of Bob, I was like, "Oh no, no, yeah. Joyce can't deal with this again." Come on. <laughs> In fair though, let's let's talk about a few of the characters we've lost throughout. Like as you said, the Sean Aston character Bob was a big uh, one. Um, they do amazingly well at getting characters that you do get invested in that they've got right mm-hmm. to meditate in the first season Barb's was a great character. Like say the way she uh, left and was killed was so devastating as well. Is it Alexi? What, what was he called? Alec- Alec- Alexi as well. The, the Russian yeah. scientist who just <gasps> loves Slurpees. He was with, so funny. He was brilliant. And like how gorgeous he looked as well. Uh, like his like playing, and then we've got this time. We've got two. We've got Chrissy and um, like I say Eddie in this in this season. But I wasn't too fussed about the little uh, like the uh, the the paper geek. Uh, he, his death didn't really uh, bother us too much. And oh no, it, I didn't really care. Yeah, but it'd be interesting if they explained why they chose them people as well. I know they said it was through trauma and stuff, but do they have any connections to Will or to Vectra as well? I know well, a lot of there was a theory about the therapist, wasn't there as well? Who she had a um, a clock necklace or brooch or something. I think it was a necklace. Um, there was a theory of that as well. So I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. Is it not guilt as well that's that's wrapped in? Because didn't Max fa- finally admit that she did not feel bad when he died? When yeah, I, like she wished for him to die. She actually wished for it, yeah. and then she didn't actually feel that bad when he actually did die. And it's it is a guilt thing because it was guilt with her, guilt mm-hmm. with the paper boy because he didn't. Did he run someone over or something? Or he didn't. It was like in an accident. He, he, he was didn't in a car do accident. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> Chrissy is guilt over the fact of because she clearly is. She comes from a. She sounds like she comes from a pageant family. They yeah. kept referencing to the fact that they had to keep taking out her cheerleading suit. Yeah, and, and I think it's the guilt and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and I think it's guilt over the fact of how she probably looks at herself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but so I know I've given my theory on what I think probably will go off thing. Do you have any other theories? No, because we talked about this on the bus and I totally concurred. <laughs> so I said, I did say that Will, there's something more to Will than just this incredibly shy kid who loves D&D. So I did think there was something more. The more we, the way you've explained it really fits into how we were thinking. It just the similarities between the two, the mm-hmm. the characteristics of them, the personality, the fact that when you saw him with the mind flayer, the drawing, and then you mm-hmm. saw him actually creating it was no different than Will's pictures, right down to the chalkboard they used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Laura? I don't really have any TVs. I just <laughs> Laura's just seeing it for the ride. <laughs> I see them all on TikTok, so I can't even claim that they're my own if I see them. Um, <laughs> but I don't really have any TVs, no. I, it would be cool to do something different with Will, I think, because Will was obviously the main like thing in sort of definitely season one. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think it would just make sense for it to come back around because yeah. I don't know what else they could do with season five kind of thing. I think it's going to be like the same 
hell on earth type thing. Yeah. It'd be like, say, four, like that apocalypse kicking on. Like, you know, the government's going to be kicking off shit and trying to close it down. Um, what was it? What was the guy who Paul, was it Paul Wright? Paul, oh, Paul Reisner. Paul Reisner's character. He's going to play a big partner, I think. Because he, like, say, he went from, like, as I said, he, like you actually cheered from him. I know another other episode. You're just like, oh, he's he's a bit smarmy. Like he, he's, I totally he's got... forgot about him. To be fair, mm-hmm. but in the way he treated L and stuff like that, he become mm. a bit of a hero and stuff. Yeah, Michael Mad Mad was it Michael Madsen Maldine Maldine I think. Maldine. Um, but I got wrong off my sister because she was like, oh God, Paul Rice is getting himself around, and I was like, why well, he's in Stranger Things? He's getting, he's in the boys. Was getting nice, no, not. Yeah, he was. He's in the. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting look it up. <laughs> He's very unrecognizable in the boys. To be fair, very unrecognizable. But it took a lot for me when we were watching it to go. He got that him from Mad About You. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one to actually see. No, another big eighties actor, bless him. But um, yeah, I think he's going to play a big part in the yeah. next season. I do think we are going to see like a lot of casualties as well. I, my theories is like as I said, I think Max will make it because yeah. I think I think we'll lose. Uh, I think Steve's not going to make it out alive. He's going to sacrifice himself to oh, save. You definitely want Steve to die. I'm had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve's going to die sacrificing himself for Nancy. Uh, Jonathan's going to die trying to protect Will, even though Will goes dark side like um, and full Vader on us. Um, I I think Mike Mike. We'll make it with mm. L, um, but I think Hopper and won't. I do think Joyce will make it through, but I, I think there'll be more deaths. I think uh, Mike's parents aren't going to make it. I think they've hinted at like see if, um, that they are going to play a big role. And I do. I'm sorry to say, I do think Murray's going to die as well. Yeah, I think there's going to be some casualties. Um, Sarah's just said now Max is gone. I can't see Max being. You, there's no reason to bring her back in the first it would be place. Stupid to keep her in exactly, the end. and it's, it's the only exactly, and it's the only way they're gonna close the upside down because the, if the if she's still alive, then there's yeah. no reason for that to be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's gonna think it's gonna bring her back, but they're gonna have to defeat Vector to bring Max back. So, oh, I, I, yeah. so I do think the big mission is isn't gonna be the save Hawkins it's going to be save Max that's that's going to be the I big story I like Elle story. doesn't have to go through more like stupid traumatic stuff like anymore <laughs> like, yeah I think she's that. I think Just she's been through enough back. hasn't she yeah and the the reunited scene between her and Hopper when she closed the door and she left it open three inches Mm-hmm. My heart just went. <gasps> I waited the whole. So I was like, there was a couple of reunions I wanted. Obviously, Joyce and Hopper, but mm-hmm. the main one that I wanted was Hopper and Elle. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting the whole time. I was like, when are they going to like see each other again? And I just cried yeah. my eyes out. But that's like, going to be. Oh. I think. I think that's going to be the big finale. Is when you're going to unlock Elle completely and truly. Yeah. There's going to be a big death. So I think it's either going to be Hopper or or Mike in front of Elle. Where I'll one be happy them... with Mike. Yeah, I think a lot of people, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense story wise to kill off like uh, Mike, to be honest. But again, mm. that could be the big twist to go. That's going to be the one that unlocks L to, to go full nuclear on on everything. Because yeah. I think we've mm. getting this is L powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is L at a full power. 
yeah. I think there's more to her. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and like, I'm totally thrown. Oh, that was it. The Goodwill's just brought it up. The cinematography in this series, oh. not just this one, but all of them, but mm-hmm. especially that closing scene when they're on the field and then flowers. We were just talking about how I am very sensory when it comes to colours. My eyes could not take off the colours of them flowers and then for them to die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that. Yeah, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm, definitely, but I, I think all the colors are all through, like the reds. Like the, I know they use the reds okay, and purples yeah. and stuff like that. Um, very, very like it's well so shot. like iconic as well. That that Stranger Things, like if you've just seen that image of the sky, that's just so iconic to, to mm-hmm. Stranger Things as well, isn't it? Definitely. I am going to be sad when this ends now because, like, yeah, it, it's 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 taken four seasons for it to hit, hit, hit its peak. Uh, I know a lot of people have been saying that they found the last two episodes a bit anticlimactic. It was a big build, but I think it needed to because you didn't need a big fight or anything. Like I said, uh, the, the fight between Vector and L in the in the high school gym was was pretty cool. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Sam? No, I was going to. I was just going to match what you said with the people saying it was. I've read a few things. People saying it was anticlimactic, but for me, it wasn't just. I love build up to things. Mm-hmm. I love hype. I love getting on board with like what's going to happen. Where's like all these theories mm-hmm. and that. And it's it's something I've been missing for a really long time. Like ever since um, End Games. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it was about End Games, but it was just such, it was an end of like end of looking forward to stuff because Game of Thrones had ended. Then the Marvel Cinematic Universe ended the. Um, thingy what you call it the infinity saga and it i've just felt so flat for such a long time and i this got us like proper hyped up like mm. now i'm hyped up for thor like, I, I'm getting... think, I think that's probably why people some people may have been disappointed because there were so many theories that they might have thought oh well more main character should have died or this should have happened or that should happen because there were so many theories mm-hmm. but I think it was perfect because like it wasn't obvious like it, it was like the whole way through you were like they're gonna now die because so this, five, it's, it's, he said five yeah. would die or this so, is gonna happen and so it's it, it basically this, I don't this, think it was. so it was the stranger uh, Dr. Strange multiverse of madness set where Everyone had that many theories or better ideas, shall we say? I think with it, with yes. this one, um, it didn't disappoint. It hit the notes it needed to. Mm-hmm. It made the right choices, and I, I know it sounds hard, but it made the right choices on who to keep, who to leave off the board going forward. Because let's be honest, if they kept Eddie, where's Eddie got to go now? Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's. He, he was a great character, but we had that arc. And well, would have been his... watching Eddie, like the whole town hating Eddie, and like Eddie being like, yeah, because it wouldn't change. Well, it wouldn't have changed, yeah. would it? Because no. they that that they class they kept referring to it as an earthquake. Well, mm. let's be honest; they probably think that you know hell's opened wide open because Eddie Munson's still out there. That's mm. what their thoughts would be. So Eddie mm-hmm. will never have gotten his redemption through that town that we wanted to see. So. Mm-hmm. He got, but he got it. His uncle got it, and I think that was the most important person. Yeah, who needed exactly. to hear it. And mm-hmm. Dustin and Dustin will carry that with him as well. He got so to have I mean, that greatest metal concert. <laughs> and I think, and I think we'll see a different Dustin next season as well because of that arc. Yeah, yeah, because it's stronger. I, and I know I, we haven't even mentioned it. 
fucking Susie. How cool was Susie? Uh, and seeing her in person, seeing how clever and like say integral as well. So and because you because like that's one thing I did love about Dustin, how clever he was, and she far exceeded him in every way. And what a lovely just like like say what a nice little person. And when they went actually mm-hmm. see him and seeing the house that she lived in and how manic and crazy it was, and she's on the roof attaching something, and you're like she's batshit crazy. So yeah, yeah I, I, I think- hope. Hope to send for Susie to come and help as well in season five. Yes. It would be good to see more of <laughs> yes. her, wouldn't it? Definitely. If anyone also finds Dustin's thinking cap, I want it. It's on a. I've seen it. I mean, not a shout out for another. I'll I'll link you it. Afterwards. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just I loved it. I think Dustin is such a beautiful character. He's the. He will always be the voice of reason. The not the smartest one in the room because because he never tries to he just he knows he is but he mm. doesn't try to force that on everyone um he's just such a beautiful person how like how beautiful he's he, he written is amazing mm-hmm. definitely and it is as you said the voice of reason because that's what they played him out in the first season because when him and mm-hmm. Luke, uh, when mike and lucas were being dicks he was the one like saying, "No, this is the rules. Stick mm-hmm. with the rules." And I love that they used like the chords that that we grew up with as kids. Yeah, but they they reinforce it so much, and it was like say, and I think Dustin is one of them kids that anyone could befriend, and it does happen for the sort of like Steve falls in love with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin does like say during the season as well because Robin's like, "Oh, why is these annoying kids keep coming to the ice cream bar?" And <laughs> when she hangs about with him a bit more, it's like. Great. And as he said, like uh, Lucas's little sister, Erica, like I say, like you can tell she adores Dustin as well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she would have told him to get lost when they asked him to play D and G. Absolutely. And what was the name during the D and G as well? Because it was absolutely amazing. I'm trying to think of it now. Um, Eric- Erica's uh, D and G character. It was to do with My Little Pony, wasn't it? Erica's now my favorite character. Um, <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Something like, oh, someone's going to comment it. Goodwill's um, in there and he knows I'm his sure stuff. It was, like, oh, Princess it was Applejack? Princess yeah, Applejack. Applejack that Thank you, Sarah. Yes. Okay, I might be completely wrong by the because I'm not. Oh my god, I'm going to change my time. username to that now. No, Princess Applejack. <laughs> but yeah, I might be wrong. No, no, I, I, no. It's definitely Princess Applejack. There, no, Sarah's yeah. repeated it twice. It's definitely Princess Applejack. <laughs> 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 um, but I just, I want, I want nothing but the best for Dustin. I mm-hmm. really want nothing for the best for that kid. Mm-hmm. But the scene with him and Steve, where they're in the car, and he goes, "If you keep talking so much, I'll knock your teeth back out." Yeah. And he just goes, "Too far, man." And he's like, "You know yeah, what I love? Far. You know when they go into the house and he says, maybe says, and Steve goes, maybe says a clockmaker, and, and Dustin goes, you 'You've cracked the case.'" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, we all have. It's like we all have torches." And Dustin's like, "Do I have to think for everything for you?" <laughs> It's in the bag. Like, <laughs> I love it's so, it so much. I just love them. So I want, I would love nothing more than just to watch 20 yeah. hours of just them two. Mm-hmm. But it, I think the first bit, good bit was on the, the real way line, wasn't it? And he was asking him what he wore in his hair and he was telling him about the Farrah Fawcett spray. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And then he goes to the 
goes to the prom and he's like trying to pick oh, up the yeah, girls, sure. bless him. But then Nancy saves him as well. That was a beautiful little moment. It shows like so these people actually do uh, care about each other as well. I think but, it's nice watching real life interviews with them all, and you can see they're like friends in real life and things like that because you can tell that chemistry like on the screen. Like, have you ever seen? Have you seen Lucas read like recently out of his Stranger Things haircut, just his normal himself? He looks like Michael B. Jordan so much. Oh, look at her. She got a Walkman on and everything. She has indeed. She's just in the Kate Bush. I say Laura made us get her when she told us. Oh, yeah, I got her as well. Actually, well, I've only got her so far. far. I've got I feel like I might have to join in on this. This, I'm not, I do like a Funko, but I'm not like. Oh, has he got his thinker? He's got his thinker. <laughs> in a hellfire um little t shirt in the Oh when did you get that? Uh, yesterday when I had an adventure in the Newcastle. Oh, very nice. Yes, I just decided I would dodge through. Sorry if anyone's listening, I've just shown a few fungos I've just picked up. Um, out of the box. <laughs> it's the exception to the rule. Goodwill Funko's fine out the box. <laughs> is the demagogan the one that came smashed? Yeah. I ordered off an eBay and like I say I, 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 I did Normally, if I keep them in the box, I probably will end up selling them. So um, the ones I've taken out is the ones I'll probably keep forever now. So Demi Gorgon, Kiel. Little fairy lights and the alphabet. <laughs> yes, that'll be the next thing. I, like I said, I've got to change my displays now. So get a little bit, <laughs> get a little bit <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> so that's that's say the that's the next thing. Sarah's shouting, "Where's the box?" I know Sarah's collection is amazing. Yeah, well, as you can see, we've got a lot in the box. You can see them behind <laughs> me, but. <laughs> I like them out of the box as well. Some of them. It's the exception to the rule. It really is because they they are ones to be on display properly. Definitely, but uh, not on card. It'd be interesting. As I said I don't know if anyone in the chat's got any favourite points as well. If they want to like shout out while while we're talking, uh, I like, think um, Steve's. I know we've already spoken about Steve, but Steve with Nancy, them little moments where he was telling her like, and mm-hmm. um, that he wanted to have six kids and all that kind of thing that was really sweet just to yeah. show how much he, he's grown from like season one like I remember someone telling me exactly like I say we got into Stranger Things really late I remember someone saying to me Steve is my favorite character and I remember thinking Steve like no way when I first started watching it and yeah. like quite quickly obviously I was like oh yeah he changes a lot because he's like he went, went from, let's let's be honest, rapey Steve to Steve. Yeah. Steve. You said it, I wouldn't say it. We think we called him that from season one. And then it came to, oh, it's just Steve. And then it was Steve. And that's how we, every time he came on the telly, we announced it, Steve. We absolutely love him. But he does have one of the best progressional story arcs throughout this. He goes selfless. from being... Yeah, we were so happy at the end when Robin's talking to that girl that you liked, and his mm-hmm. smile on his face—he's just so buzzing. So for he's her, so like... proud, Dad. Like he is mm-hmm. the dad of the group, and he had like such a proud dad moment. How much did that girl who Robin was talking to look like Molly Ringwald? Though, yes, oh, yeah. I got, I got, oh, I got, I got, I got Molly... huge Molly Ringwald vibes, massively. But, but I, I want to give Steve a bit of credit as well because in like the season when Robin tells him, because when he's kind of like hinting that he likes her mm-hmm. and she's like yeah you're barking up the wrong street and how he, <laughs> she thought oh how's he going to react to this and he doesn't even miss a beat yeah. and he's just talking about it like 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 she just give him like to to her she told him the biggest news and her most deepest secret and he just accepted and was like yeah 
move on. Yeah. Like I said, let's let's talk about this. Like I said, the girl you like is is looks like a puppet. So <laughs> there was this, like I said, such a nice little poignant little How thing. How much like does you like she look like a mom like more and more? She looks like a dad as like so much. Yeah, like she dad. Has got, mm-hmm. it's just like every time I see her on her, on something, I'm like, oh my god, she looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. She's exactly like the character as well. When you see her interviewed on something, she's just Robin through and I think with Robin, her her arc went from being tough because she's 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 got a secret, hasn't she? She's mm-hmm. you know, she and she doesn't want anyone to know about it. It then creates vulnerability. She doesn't want that. When that secret finally out, she's then allowed to be herself, and then you get this goofy, silly very clumsy person <laughs> that is Robin who I completely fell more in love with in this season than I did when we first introduced and I loved her when she was first introduced but yeah I'm kind of say one of the best scenes ever when her and Steve are talking about boobs in the car yes that's <laughs> just brilliant I was like yes I'm all for this but and and as I said everyone gets the shining moments uh-huh. in, the, in the show and hers was when they're in the, the like the psychiatric uh, the, mm. the, the asylum and how they're trying to be all professional and Nancy's floundering saying oh shit we're not going to win and Robin just loses her shit saying you've got me in this fucking stupid clothes <laughs> and I'm itchy I'm uncomfortable this this person's been a dick I've we've tried going through the channels just let us do what we want to do and the guys is like doesn't know what to say to her and it's like that was like they say a proper working girl, like say, um, like nine to five type of uh, attitude. Like you can imagine, like Dolly Parton standing there kicking off uh, the same type of way. Hundred percent. But like I said, that's what why I love this show mm-hmm. and love like say this season so far as well because every single character, even the mad Russian Sir, was it Sergey? Um, like he was a complete bell end, but yeah. You loved him in a way because he was mental and loved peanut butter <laughs> and um, <laughs> like how much he can get for him and stuff. But he and he basically tried to swindle them and cheat them in every way. But then he had his moment of glory as well when uh, the guy from Game of Thrones uh, had the conversation with him saying, you, "You were a war hero. You you were someone that I used to look up to. Where's that person?" And that in that realization, you went, "Yeah, this is going to go." And again, they come and rescue them in that clapped out helicopter thing that I don't know how they got everyone in because they only had two seats so he's called Yuri Yuri that was it Yuri that's it um Sarah's just pointed out and this is what I'm laughing at I was the last baby to walk (laughs) 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 that was such a good line I loved how Nancy couldn't stand her Nancy was so uptight to start with and it was lovely you had a signal didn't you yeah her and she she was so uptight but not just about Steve about everything like Mm. she was she was so I'm right you're wrong I know what I'm doing you don't and then when she finally started to accept that with the help of everyone else she started to really loosen up and become the Nancy that I really liked from the first series Mm-hmm. Because I have not been that interested in her character arc at all until the last two that I've that we've just watched. Because mm-hmm. she's finally fucking relaxed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the big thing. But as you said, the friendships were formed and and everything in these things. Mm-hmm. It just because with each season they do introduce new characters and new elements. I'm hoping we don't get too many new characters no. in season five. I don't really want to be introduced to anyone new. I think no, I un- unless the, unless they're going to be bring something 
special. I, I don't think it would need any more bid partners. I think the last season is focusing on who we have. I yeah. don't think you're going to have any more newbies coming you don't in. You need anyone else. Like, they're all badass, aren't they? Like, nobody's yeah. scared of anything. <laughs> I, generally, I generally don't think the Duffer brothers realised what Eddie was going to do for people. And I'm fine yeah. with the fact that he's, he's not going to be in the last series. I'm totally fine with that. But I don't think they actually got... Mm-hmm. what kind of impact he was going to have on people. He's going to really have uh, a lot of people visit them at Comic-Con this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll have flashbacks. Like I said, like they'll do the whole Belize thing where he'll appear in like certain things and it'll be like probably Dustin, like if Vector again gets into Dustin's head, they'll have images of, of Eddie like yeah. saying, saying you've let us down and you're mm. not living up to it. So that's probably like say elements we might get again. But someone's just pointed out in the chat and I am all for it. If they do give us a spin-off of Murray, uh like his TV show just about Murray and his antics, <laughs> I, I will live for that. I'm give me that TV show yeah. now. <laughs> take my money. If I have to pay for it, take it. Absolutely. Um have you heard the song on TikTok, Laura? Chrissy Wake Up. Wake up. Chrissy Wake Up. <laughs> I don't like this. Chrissy Wake Up. There's <laughs> some very creative people loop. out there. <laughs> it's a constant loop. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> oh, that was another thing I just remember music wise, the fact that they put the journey song <gasps> yes. for that last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um them last uh, uh was it the last episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was really fitting. Like when it came on, you were like, oh, that's that song. There's yeah, just, separate ways, is it called? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no accident when it comes to oh, the soundtrack no. in this program. And I think we're all starting to learn that now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's no accident when it comes to these songs. They mean something. Yeah. And it gets, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. Like mm-hmm. you, you know how I feel about world creators and yeah. how, you know, Tolkien and, um, so forth of like creating George R. R. Martin have created these worlds. The Duffer Brothers have done no, like they've done exactly mm. that. They've created a world that like we're, we're invested in it. We're, it we're... must be so fun for them as well because they obviously just like love the eighties movies and things, and they've been to get all them references in, and like even obviously the Ghostbusters when they all dressed up as the Ghostbusters <laughs> in that season and things like that. Like to be able to live like write it in that way, but get it in. Yeah. Sometimes subtly, sometimes um, not uh, less subtle. But, but, the, but, but the Ghostbusters thing, they had to work with Sony because they had to know the timeline because the real Ghostbusters hadn't come out yet. Mm. So the proton packs that we got as kids and the suits and that, they hadn't been even developed yet. So they had to know that they would have had to make their own suits. Yeah. That's why the but proton that's the packs detail. Were, yeah. yeah, that's why the proton and packs like, were very much like homemade and yes, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the funny bit about like obviously um the characters that they wanted to be and things like that was really funny. But yeah. again that's like Lucas again not fitting in because mm-hmm. they couldn't even agree on who was who. It was Venkman because he didn't want to be the boring one who wasn't part of the, the team just because of his colour of his skin, yes. which is getting quite quite poignant and quite to the point as well. I know sometimes they do smack it in your face, but sometimes it needs to be. And I think, like I yeah. said, like, doing it through the innocence of kids as well was done in a quiet way. And like Mike's response was perfect to that because I would have done the same. I would have went, oh, shit, he's going to kick, kick uh, throw that card out. I think I'm fucked here. <laughs> <laughs> but so many different elements as, as you said like the small details like um it was kind of how ernie was trapped though anyways wasn't it because he wasn't yeah. on any of the posters and things so it was like mm-hmm. it's factual as to how 
it was as well. No, definitely. But mm-hmm. calling back to other seasons as well, uh, how they led it on and led stories on from it. That's why I don't think any of the, anything's made a mistake or anything like that's left unnoticed. Like the whole interaction with Billy and uh, uh, like Mike's mom, mm-hmm. then how that played out in season the next season after, mm-hmm. how he was like trying to seduce her and like say. And she went all get uh, fast times on us by going in this uh, swimming pool. Went all Phoebe Cates on it coming out of the pool. Yes. Um, but I love, as I said, all the different references. And um, to me, any eighties reference I was going to be in, but mm-hmm. they had to build on that. That would, if it was just a film, if just a TV show about eighties mm-hmm. references, would have got one season and been bored very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't. I would have been happy. Yeah, but... I mean, you'd have been a new <laughs> element. But I totally get what you mean. You can't just like. Bam, he's a reference. Bam, he's a reference. It's so subtle mm-hmm. that it works. But someone's just put in the chat um, their opinion on season five. I kind of like her. Because right. uh, my opinion is Stranger Things 5 won't actually be the end, but it may just be the end of the cast of individuals and a time period. I could see 10 year later, 90 series in a different place. Have you heard the rumours about season five? Though? No, but it might be all. in the 90s. That's that Lois has pointed out there. Um, it's it's going to be set in the nineties for for it. It's going to be a few years after the events mm-hmm. of what happened now. All the kids, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. eighty six because yeah. it's Eddie's year. Yeah. yeah, all all the kids are going to be the the actual age they are in real life. So they're not trying to play younger yeah. kids and stuff. So it's going to be based in the nineties, and so all the nineties fashion, all the nineties references will probably. I'll be hilarious if Vector takes on the form of a, a dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Rapture or something. I knew there was going to be a time jump. I just wasn't sure because obviously the kids aren't kids anymore, are they? They're no. looking like young adults, and I love the fact that they play into that as well because <laughs> they're not going to have children. You know how, like in Greece, you had. Um, Shannon, uh, Shannon, who was 32, playing an 18 year old. You're not going to have that happening here. So I love that. Yeah. It'd be interesting because, like, as I said, we've had four seasons of the 80s now. There's only so many 80s references and, and, and stuff that can fit in. So it'd be quite like, like I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of grunge, a bit of Nirvana, a bit like mm-hmm. say, along with that tone. Like, end, we've got the end of days now. So make it dirty. Don't, don't make it as poppy and, and thing. Make it dirty, make it trashy, make it scary. Make it like, metal. Bit of 90s horror in there gonna, as well. It's probably going to be like, it would have to be like early 90s anyway. So mm-hmm. probably, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like, it would be too much of a jump. It's just going to be like a different type of I was going to say the 80s and 90s were leaps apart in a lot uh, of things, as we found out on Sunday. So yes. <laughs> Oh God, yeah, Goodwill the fashion because the the fashion in this is unbelievable. What is it going to be like in the nineties will blow Ooh, my mind. It's going to be different <laughs> than what it would probably be now in the Georgies of the nineties. Oh, <laughs> definitely. It would be Stranger Things are saved by the year, uh, Bell years, so and, and Californian dreams and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jake Summers all the way. <laughs> Showing me age now. <laughs> We're going to wrap this bad boy up. Certainly. So, as I, I know we've talked about, because like I say, we've done great shows and there's, we all have our favourite like type of shows. Like, as I said, with Supernatural, Big yeah. Bang Theory, that did go on a lot longer. These, Where would you rate Stranger Things with them? Above them? or Far, far, far away. I cannot put into words how 
special, how brilliant, how fantastic the way that it, the emotions it gets out of us. I have not had that from any of what I would deem as my favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. There's just something about this that is so special that it out trumps. It's just in a league of its own. That's the yeah, best way I can it, describe like it. It's every, everything, doesn't it? Like, yeah. it's not just hitting. Because, like, one of my favorites is Shit Creek, and that's all like emotion for me, and like mm-hmm. the way that the characters make me feel. Mm-hmm. But with Stranger Things, it's like the emotions, it's the fashion, it's the music, it's the it's, visual, it's, it's everything. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm a big fan of the boys, and I've loved the boys throughout. And I even forgot the boys was out this Friday. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I did not because I am loving it. We need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely but it's one of them shows that I, I'm looking forward to the final season because we're going to get a finale and we'll get that collection yeah. so it'll be a, I, I just hope we don't go all Game of Thrones and that's not me trying to be all negative and we'll get like a no, final no, that no, no one no, wants I to- no I totally get yeah. Game of Thrones I, you know I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones the final season was a very big letdown I I really can't see us having that letdown if anything I feel like we're going to be chomping at the bit and want more mm-hmm. that's what I think they're going to do to I us. don't think they'd waste like any opportunity or yeah yeah. and the only sad thing if the rumours are true we've got to wait two years for the next season five. Oh, for god's sake we waited two years for season four yeah, but that was because of the pandemic more than god anything else damn pandemic. <laughs> um, I'm fine waiting like I said like I love the fact, I love the build up, the hype up, like, and this is going to have that for us this time. Because, like, oh, after two seeing... years of TikTok videos, Sam. Yes, two years <laughs> of theories, Laura. <laughs> We're going to have it all figured out by the time it comes on. I'm not going to change the way I, th- I think my theories planned out. I've, like I say, when I've thought about it, it makes mm. sense. And Rob, Rob said that for a while as well, actually. He thinks that Will is the big mm. bad as yeah. well. And it actually does make sense to like start with him, end with him, that kind of reason. Circle type thing. Yeah, because like you say, like what else could it be? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Well, I generally think that I think when season five, the door will be left three inches open. Yeah. I don't but- think I think I don't think it's something that will forever shut the door on. Mm. I think they should though. That's that's my only opinion because mm-hmm. I think a lot of TV shows, a lot of like IP, they get greedy and want to keep going and they kind of devalues or dilutes. And again, mm-hmm. I'm going to get shit here. I absolutely adore Supernatural. Like, say, when we done the episode, you know how much I love yeah. that show. But 15 seasons, that show should have been done in six. No. Ten, I would have given honestly the first ten seasons was some of the best telly I'd ever seen. I could not say <laughs> there was a bad part of that until after season ten. And I'm like, oh, who's died now? Which which yeah. brother? Like who's coming back? Which brother? Like it just you felt yeah. you felt the repetitiveness. So ten would have been perfect. Yeah, and Sarah's just pointed out as well. And I'm sorry to burst a bubble here. She she's, she was glad that the Umbrella Academy and knocked Stranger Things off most watch for for that week. Not anymore. It's changed today. So. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger I, Things I, is back to number one. <laughs> yeah, I love the Umbrella Academy. I'm a huge fan of that show and the in the graphic novel, but even I could not give a shit that that's been on. <laughs> I think Stranger Things, like, merch-wise and just, like, how iconic it is, it's just going to last forever. And, like, 
anyways kind yeah. of thing like who does own one of these t-shirts now i do now <laughs> i don't have it on but i do have it carolyn's got mine she picked it up for us on saturday thank you very much you absolute angel but um like i said just remember if you do want your nerdy up north version nerdy up north cult send us a message i'll i can certainly get one sent to you <laughs> <laughs> it's selling so, sunday after all <laughs> get the promos out but yes um I think, like I say, it was always going to be a hard one to try and get emotionally what, like I said, that this has had an impact because not many two TV shows hit you emotionally, but this one hit you with a sledgehammer. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I texted you afterwards and just said, broken. Yeah. I am broken. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm still not picked up yet. I'm still, I don't think the pieces of this will be put back together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But um, I know... Like I say, me and Sam's planning on a few different episodes coming up um, in the next few months or so. She's got a list, bless her. Um, <laughs> I made it on the bus last week. <laughs> so I think I think I know we did think about doing a, a longer episode next week, but I don't know if I can plan it in time. So I think the idea so far is depending on if we can watch it. Uh, me and Sam uh, and whoever has watched it as well. We're going to try and review Thor. So we're going to do another review episode next Sunday, if if, um, if that's correct, or if I'm wrong. Yes, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Because we're trying what what we're trying to do is keep on top, keep on top of topics. Because mm. if you remember, we did the Mandalorian two nearly a, about six months to a year after it finished or something. So <laughs> we were totally off the mark, and we've we did, this is why we've done Stranger Things today for Thor will be next week. We just we're going to do our best to keep on top of things, aren't we, Paul? <laughs> Definitely. And we, and we will throw in the odd episode here and there when we can, because we've still got to review The Exorcist. Um, we'll get there with that. I mean, that's not going anywhere, really, is it? That's timeless. Absolutely timeless. So we'll get there. But, yeah, we've got a whole new batch of ideas and mm-hmm. topics that we're going to go through, but we are going to keep on top of the more relevant and up-to-date <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh so thank you for joining us laura, Thanks, laura. It's been a blast. <laughs> hope you've enjoyed yourself there even though you didn't uh-huh. sing for us I did, sorry do you know what though paul the chat have been demanding demanding that I'm you not, sing kate bush i have not got the the range to do kate bush i'm sorry but what i'll do is go turn around oh. look at what you see in her face the mirror of your dreams. Sorry, never ending story there. So hopefully that'll keep the chat happy for a little bit. To then. be honest, if you saw us walking around SunnyCon last week, last week was it last, was week? last week? My God, what has happened this week? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have you would have heard many of us just walking around going and running up the hill, <laughs> could not get that song out of our heads. Yes, I do want to be, say a big shout because I, I, I know we haven't had really. T- try to comprehend what's happened in this last week in the podcast like I said that live panel was something special and everyone who was involved and there like just from the, the team I know Laura was uh, sending us messages and like all the time there um, like Donna for allowing us to do it uh, Goodwill uh, Sarah Nicole um, and like I say her tribe of kids bless them um, <laughs> who came and supported us yeah. and not just support us but actually enjoyed it as well that was a memory that will live with me for the rest of my life I'll never 
experience anything like that again uh, till the next time when we do the main yeah. stage that's yeah <laughs> okay. until the next one but I just want to I want to echo what Paul's just said there it was lovely the fact that we had a room full of like people who didn't know us and, and were interested in what we were doing it was even more special that our friends were sat in the front row there for us I'm gonna mm. start crying um <laughs> they were there for us and it meant everything like everything to look at Nicole's face when I was getting nervous like put us put it just put us right to see goodwill like it was just it was lovely thank you so much yes. I don't think I got a chance awesome. to say thank you it was properly. really really good really good I loved it and uh, for Friday as well, getting our actually first celebrities involved as well, uh, which left us a little starstruck at times. But uh, so, and again, if you haven't watched it, please watch back for Charlotte's responses. And like, I've never seen someone look so happy and not say anything for a long period. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was just, it was such a moment. Like it will live with us for a long time. Like I said to Charlotte, it was one of my highlights. And I generally mean that watching Charlotte was just pure joy. Mm-hmm. But yes, so we are trying to knock it up and keep moving forward as well because I don't want to just get complacent with this we yeah. wanted to keep doing it and enjoying it because after it, this is our 75th episode and it is still fun that's the main thing we are having as much a blast as this as, as the first episode that you never will see because you'll never ever um, see because we didn't record it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wasn't I wasn't very clever at the back in them days but look at us we, now we've got moving things <laughs> exactly look at what you've look at where we were on the first episode now it's so funny when you watch the first episode back because you can hear us trying not to say what we said the first time round. <laughs> Definitely. So funny. Yes. But just want to say, like I said, the community uh, uh, as a whole keeps each one of us going each day. Yeah. It gives us strength, to, like I said, to hear people's stories, to hear people uh, what they love and even like shit posting from other people where it's just like say random memes, but how everyone does get involved and supports each other it's what we wanted to do and it's amazing to see it, it grow as well so that's that's it that's the important things but again um go back to the promoting like say if you want a nerdy up north t-shirt let us know <laughs> uh, Sunday. Um, um, can it charlotte has literally just joined the chat right now yeah and um, like I said, uh, please follow us on on the Facebook group, Instagram, Laura's TikTok. Like I said, uh, she hit a milestone today. She got like, like how many views on one of the videos, Laura? Well, it was like it was over four thousand, but when I looked before, it was over five thousand. So wow, it's, 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 I don't even know. Go, how, Laura, go! But I don't even know how some. I still don't know how these things. Work. <laughs> like, you definitely some doing something, like, love. Who knows? Yes, um, like I say, follow us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, all the things. Please remember to like, subscribe. Um, even if you haven't, go, I'm going to be cheeky here, go back through all the other videos and like them as well. The more people that do like them, comment. It, it helps with the Facebook, uh, not the Facebook, the YouTube algorithm. The more people that subscribe, more we can do this on a more regular basis yeah. than we are now. And like I say, try and have as much fun as possible and we are like say i know we're in early stages of going to look into doing actually another live podcast but in front of a crowd and in front of nerds like i say if the nerdy up north community if we can get somewhere we're not too 
we're, we're not too sure about doing in a pub because I don't fancy getting heckled no. by drunk people. No, I don't fancy <laughs> a pint glass off my head. But we have so many ideas, and that's the the brilliant part about this is that we're not we don't we want to grow. And the fact that you want to grow along with us is incredibly special. And also, if you can, I know it's a bit cheeky to ask, but if you could write us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be grand. Because just like YouTube, it helps with the algorithm for for recommendations for people to listen to us northern Hmm. folk. I was going to swear, but I was like trying to be nice at the same time. And again, um, like I say, when we wrap up as well, uh, when I've changed the end scene a little bit, just a little homage to the wonderful character in Stranger Things that was Eddie. So hopefully that plays out and I hope you enjoy that as well. But um, like same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.